It's not Jay-Z and Beyonce It's not Nicki or Lil Wayne It's not Oprah and Obama, the Pope and Rihanna, Queen Elizabeth or Kanye It's not pentagrams or witchcraft It's not triangles or stacks of cash Black magic or gaga, Gucci or Prada Riding on the golden cap Everybody in this body shining like Hello and welcome to Oops I Talk Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And I am getting right out in front and just saying that we recorded this on Sunday before election day. So if you're expecting a special fucking election episode, eat shit. You weird to fucking podcast. Yeah, if anything, yeah. we should, probably should have recorded like on Tuesday night and you could just hear our live reactions to whatever's happening. Well, if... They went. I hope they went well. Because if not, you might never hear me on this podcast again. <laughs> no, we're celebrating today. Our, our victory yesterday it was what, great. You, expect, it was you, great. Why, you think we go, we're a political podcast? We're gonna talk about elections? No, we're gonna talk about <laughs> fucking QAnon. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> you mean so, conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna because we didn't want to do something super topical because everyone's talking about the election, rightfully so. And this comes out after, but like I. I'm not editing election night, so we'll see. You know, we wanted to talk about something a little more evergreen with a little bit of current events in there. So we're talking about conspiracies and all sorts of stuff. So, Sly, what you mentioned QAnon. What is that? All right, so QAnon uh, is a, kind of an offshoot of Pizzagate. <laughs> and I had to go back and realize... It's a sequel wait, and spinoff. Yeah. I, I forgot we did an episode of Pizzagate. It's been so long. I yeah. forgot what episode we did last week, too, so it's not saying much. But um, <laughs> So it's called uh, Offshoot because it references Pizzagate and a lot of the same tropes, and uh, people, the followers, are a lot of them are Pizzagate followers. So quick recap, if you don't remember Pizzagate, it's the conspiracy theory that Hillary and all these big Democrats had, like, a child sex ring that they ordered kids pretending they were pizzas through this place's basement that doesn't even have a basement. It's mm-hmm. just like there's no grounding in reality. Yeah, all it was dumb. when when those emails got dumped, and there was all this talk of, in some of the emails ordering pasta and pizza and stuff. Yeah, and, and they were like, "This is coded language." You know, yeah, pastas, sauce. buttholes, or yeah, whatever. this sauce is little boys. This sauce is little girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds so fucking dirty. Uh, yeah. So um, the followers smart enough uh, to have a child sex ring, but not smart enough to go to Wisconsin. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the followers believe Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, George Soros, and others are planning a coup while simultaneously being members of an international child sex trafficking ring. <laughs> uh, they also believe that in the Mueller investigation is actually a counter coup led by Donald Trump, who is pretending to clue Russia in order to hire Robert Mueller in order to secretly investigate Democrats. What? <laughs> Wait, are you, are you talking about Pizzagate or QAnon now? That's QAnon. That's QAnon. Oh, okay. QAnon, this is where the it's... Still believes the pedophile ring, but also believes that. Um, so Trump is the deep state. Yeah, Trump is uh, trying to outsmart the deep state. Okay, I guess I'll get to that right now, real quick. <laughs> just, just so on uh, 4chan, there's a guy uh, who came on 4chan uh, who identifies himself as a Q clearance patriot. <laughs> he first appeared on the poll board on uh, 4chan on October 28th, 2017, posting messages in a thread entitled "Calm Before the Storm," which is a reference to. A cryptic message Trump said, "Where oh, this is the calm before the storm," and the Trump uh, and the reporter was like, "What?" what? And he's like, yeah. "Oh, just calm before the storm." It was probably just Trump's brain misfiring again. Yeah, it was just like a brain fart. He's like, "Calm before the storm," and then people are like, "This is he's speaking to us. He's trying to get a message out there." Is it like yeah. what everyone thought that when when uh, Sean Spicer came out, he was like, "Kofefe, the message was received," and people were like, oh, "What could that be?" And it's like, mm-hmm. "No, it's just a dumb thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is actual words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of QAnon. Uh, this is from a video by uh, Kurt Schilling uh, analyzing QAnon's messages. Is the whole theme of of QAnon is that pre- every president before before Trump was a criminal president in league with all the groups of conspiracy theories past the global banking elite, dev squads operating under Hillary Clinton, deep state intelligence operatives, and pizza gate style pedophile uh, rings. In an effort to break this Kapala's grip, according to Q, the military convinced Trump to run for president. They believe that Trump is here to become president to save America from this child pedophile sex ring that's been in place since the beginning of, the, of America. 
cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be under the deep state of pedophilia or whatever. So, like, I guess that's good, right? But it's funny because Phil, it's, it's funny I think about it in the context of Phil because Phil is like America was this great country where we were like, hey, have some democracy, and uh, QAnon's like everyone's people are pedophiles, <laughs> and, you're, and you're a pedophile probably if you if you worship them. Yeah, because so. I know George Washington's pizzeria uh, definitely had a sex around. <laughs> That classic landmark establishment. <laughs> and so now, now Trump and his allies in the military are poised to arrest all these wrongdoers, shipping them off to Guantanamo Bay. That the coming purge is called the Storm, uh, which claim it, what the reference comes for the Storm was. Uh, the Q reference uh, to Q clearance, which is what you need to have information about nuclear weapons and materials. Even though Star on 4chan was so fringe, you got moved to 8chan, so like, even more fringe than 4chan is. Mm-hmm. And Anon, because uh, on 4chan everyone's like anonymous, you know where that yes. comes from. And yeah. his name was Q on there, so people were like yeah. Q and on. And so the idea, uh, so the whole idea, the reason why this whole idea really is coming about is because uh, the idea is that Trump is master planning everything. Trust the plan. Mueller is finding all this stuff. It's because he's actually finding stuff on the d- Democrats to bust them for the pedophile. It's not doing anything. If that's to Trump. the case, he's doing a bad job. <laughs> well, he, you don't you don't know how good of a job he's doing because he's keeping it secret. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the whole th- like, uh, and the whole thing is that Trump is in, is actually in total control of the government, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Why? Like Trump actually is in control of the government? Why is this a thing?" And the idea is like, uh, the Trump voters probably see all the chaos and the mismanagement, and they're like, "No, it can't be that we were wrong to vote for Trump. It has to be that this is all part of a master plan. This is eighth dimensional chess." That that is, I think, one of the craziest things about QAnon is literally yeah. a defense of every single action Trump does. That even if it seems counter to what the base wants it's like there's it's actually like a master move like they are the ones that people make fun of for like the 4d chess stuff yeah because they're like it's this is a master plan and like is it q that does it or someone that they they keep referencing chess moves when they like post uh so q actually what first he was more concrete but he actually got more cryptic after a lot of his stuff trying to be bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. he said that Clinton's going to be arrested pretty soon. She didn't get arrested anytime soon. <laughs> she said uh, W. Wasserman Schultz uh, hired El Salvadorian gang Empire's team to murder uh, Seth Rich. That led to nothing. They said German Chancellor Angela Merkel is the granddaughter of Adolf Hitler. What? I do remember, uh, like, I haven't, I kind of stopped going on the Donald because my spirit couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> but like, I, like a year ago when I was going on it a lot, they would always be waiting for the next QAnon drop. They're like, "This mm-hmm. is it! Like, look what Q said recently. This is going to be it. They're going to arrest all of them. Uh, we're going to find out what happened. we're going to, you know, Seth Rich's murderers are going to be taken to justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all this stuff. Sean yeah. Hannity, I think, talked to, like tweeted about it once. So uh, it was kind of like it spawned out of uh, the WikiLeaks stuff uh, in that sense because I remember when like uh, Alex Jones was waiting for WikiLeaks to dump shit on like Hillary Clinton and it turned out to be nothing, but Alex Jones was hyping it up. Uh, but now uh, it's all it's now that they kind of perpetuated that uh, cycle in perpetuity forever because now uh, Q just makes vague comments uh, that could be just like him having a seizure, and uh, people like analyze saying, "Oh, this actually must be this message must be referring to this." Somebody read on QAnon message that Trump's going to say tip top in one of his future speeches. Uh, no, in his upcoming speech. <laughs> and, like, he's going to say in the State of the Union. He did not say in the State of the Union, but like three months later, he said tip top randomly during like an interview. Like, see, you not knew it. And like, so now it's like uh, th- that whole cycle of they're going to drop dirt on our enemies. Uh, let's try to analyze it beforehand and hype it up. And uh, it shows up leaving nothing. And like, no, it must be a self or something else. And mm-hmm. now they kind of made this cycle where they're going to forever just be waiting for the downfall. Mm. Uh, the Democrats. What's crazy too it, it, to me is like a lot of these people who are like there's this, this huge total like control of the government plan in place. I'm assuming these people have jobs, most of them. You must see like how at even like any business or organization ever how little control there actually is and how things are run by people who are doing okay jobs at everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think people want to admit that about our, our world that like people always, these people I talk to, they seem to like the idea that, like, when when things are, they like the idea that things are controlled on some level. Like, even if my place is chaotic, size as a whole has a uh, cohesion to it by people much smarter than the people I work with. Right. Well, I've always took that as part of that, like, Randian argument that, like, well, the if you're the best, if you're really, really good at something and you work the hardest, you'll keep rising up and rising up and rising up. So, therefore, the people that are on the top must be the smartest and oh, best yeah. people. 
And that's not even the, that is a random thing, but it's not even just a random thing because we are uh, taught from a young age that there is a, at least some level of a meritocracy to uh, yeah. our world, yeah. where in reality it's not true at all. Like Trump yeah. uh, grew up rich, he became got president. Like Trump is the biggest antifa idea that meritocracies exist. Yeah, I th- I think if you're dumb enough to like buy into all this conspiracy stuff, you're probably dumb enough to believe that it's just like only my workplace is incompetent, but everywhere <laughs> yeah. else like yeah. runs fine. I, I don't yeah. think I don't think this is just, just dumb. I think we're, we're ingrained so much that uh, we have to have a certain level of faith in our society in order for society to function. But I think yeah. I think like, it's like with every conspiracy theory, my problem is like, I, I can understand the idea that there is like at higher levels of organizations that are more important, you have a lot of protocols in place to keep things running smoothly. Mm-hmm. But you still like always have humans working with each other, mm-hmm. which is always going to lead to like at least people telling on each other if there's like, like people can't keep secrets. So when you have like, I need a thousand people to stay quiet for this conspiracy to be true. It's like you, that's already dead in the water. Like, yeah. well, that's why we know about <laughs> QAnon because of Q's patriotic. But of course, that, Trump wants us to know about that because he's sending secret messages and shit oh, like that. Oh yeah, you're right. The, th- the thing is, uh, Trump himself like, is the leaker. <laughs> Just like we knew. Yeah. There's often the difference between the conservative and the liberal brain. Uh, conservatives always defer to authority. They're taught that authority is always right and they believe there's always like it's interesting like talking to people I know who lean uh, super far right and they have a complete misconception of how like even like Adolf Hitler or far right dictatorships work where they think like they had a, like they had like these completely efficient machines like they were the mm-hmm. smartest efficient people in society and they were going to take over the world like efficiently when you realize when you know about like German uh, uh, like a part of what kept the Nazi machine running was the people rat out their neighbors and then the, like people people helped keep that machine going uh, by Ratting other neighbors and the neighbors be sent off to camp. Most like Nazis had such pristine records that they knew where every Jew or yeah, uh, right. uh, homosexual was. It's just that the German people were all awful people and they ratted out their neighbors. And uh, same thing with like the military apparatus. Like uh, the, the uh, Germans uh, pioneered a lot of efficient uh, war tactics, like Blitzkrieg. But by the end, they were led by uh, Hitler. He started deferring less and less to his generals and started deferring more to himself and saying uh, fucking plans that ended up uh, causing his losses in all these different avenues. But like you only know that if you know the nuances of history. If you know like what we're taught in in the general sense that Hitler was this dictator. He took over all of Germany. He, this guy took over all of Germany and he was fighting the entire world. Just one man, uh, uh, will to power. Like I uh, we're, and we're taught in society in general, like uh, reference to businessmen. Like even if you're not Randy Superman, you are taught that uh, oh, this guy's a self-made man. He wrecks the yeah. You are taught those lessons, so we're taught that this is possible. And why would it not be possible for the most powerful man in the world, the president? Like why? How could the president be just an incompetent buffoon, just uh, a <laughs> senile old Fox News viewer? Like that can't be the truth. The truth has to be yeah. what I already decided yeah. growing up. That path is too dark to believe in. I will refuse all premises that lead yeah. me there. <laughs> and, yes. and one thing that this always reminds me of, in like a, a more minor sense, but it reminds me of like. When I think about like the news like from decades ago, it was always just like this is what's going on, but in the in the age of the political punditry era, like I feel like there's so much that's just like people making predictions or like this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, there's never any accountability for that whatsoever. So like I feel like that spills over when you see like Fox News when they're always like, "Well, this is what's going to happen," or like Rush Limbaugh is always like, "Well, this is what's going to happen with the left," or "This is what's going to happen with the right." And then, like, they're just wrong, and it doesn't matter. I feel yes. like that still makes sense for then the people who follow those people to then go on the internet, and there's all these predictions, and then when they don't come true, like, there's no reckoning or an accountability, so you just stick with them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, like, a statistic that most cults, whenever they're proven wrong, like, they're, they're the apocalyptic theories, the world's gonna end, uh, membership actually goes up after the apocalypse <laughs> is proven. Like, there's a, there's a, there's, it's already been proven there is no downside to being wrong. All you have to do is deny it, and a plausible deniability will get you much further than, like, uh, logic would make it seem like it should. Yeah. So, like, when, like, Sean Hannity or Russell Limbaugh are wrong about something, they don't say, like, oh, I was wrong. They say, like, oh, well, it's because, like, the libs, they stole this thing, or, like, you yeah. know, it's because... Mexicans are coming over and, like, legal or, war fraud. Or you just deflect and ignore it. Yeah. Like, you don't bring up, like, that you were wrong. <laughs> and also, yeah. you, I also, a lot of it is projecting out to your opponents. Well, even, like, when Trump won... And then he's like, well, you lost the popular vote. He's like, no, I didn't. They vote illegally. Here's just some yeah. dumb reason that has no evidence whatsoever. But, but yeah. the Republicans in general are always like, Democrats are doing voter fraud. Democrats are doing voter fraud when they themselves do voter fraud. Trump will probably take, like, to 
uh, get results he wants will probably take away a lot of people's citizenships and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he wants to do that, but he accuses Democrats of giving people citizenships, mm-hmm. so yeah, they will, certainly. like, he accuses them of what he's really planning to do, because it's probably in the back of his mind, so he's like, if I put out to them and make them defensive, I will win, because no one's focusing on my fucking... Yeah, he's, he's the master projection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that whole cult about QAnon reminds me a lot of Alex Jones, uh, in the sense that there's these crazy predictions that are like way more out there than a lot of other conspiracy theories. And they also predict, like if, if you guys will remember when Obama was president, how often Alex Jones would say like, he's about to declare martial law. Like Obama is going yeah. to declare martial law. He's going to take our guns away and he's going to send us to the FEMA death camps. And then nothing happens, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes on. He's like, nothing happened. Like he doesn't reference the fact that, you know, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Obama's a secret mastermind, but he couldn't do any any of the satanic shit he was supposed to do. Yeah. He, fuck, he fucked up his presidency if that was his goal. It's like all the people are like, where Obama is the Antichrist. It's like, well, we're still waiting on the rapture, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Not just, ra- like, he didn't do anything. They're probably like, they're probably like uh, Trump came in and Trump saved us from Obama's agenda. Like, and now- But like, are they that, do they have that little faith in their religion that if this guy's the Antichrist, he's just beaten by just some guy? <laughs> like, if he's, if you, if you're a Christian and you think the Antichrist shows up, I feel like you would expect them to be really strong. <laughs> no, but they believe, they believe like, uh, they, all of them do kind that Trump is like chosen by God, like he's like the what was what, what's that who's the tax collector from the apostles? The guy who, um, Matthew, what I forgot his name, Saul, who becomes Paul. No, Saul, that's another example. Uh, he's one, he's that, that kind of figure, uh, the, the bad person who gets reformed by Christ and now he's going to be Christ's messenger. And uh, uh, a lot of Trump's power is his uh, the religious rights devotion to him. Like, he got like 80% of the religious rights uh, demographic, which is like an unheard of fucking percentage of any like demographic like that's like that's like blacks for democrats like that uh to get uh, such a loyal uh devotion devoted yeah. base but uh that's, that's he has that what they do is just fold all these beliefs together that's why QAnon's like the ultimate fucking conspiracy because they fold it folds in like the illuminati believers the anti-vaxxers yeah, 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 yeah it, it's the, the whole conspiracy web and stuff and, and they, they a lot of these people like also follow the alex jones uh style of like they, these aren't just like bad people always like, they always end up talk, being about satan a lot of the time yes yes it's there's, like there's, there's, there's factors into it like mm-hmm. yeah so it's like war. it's like uh you know lady gaga and beyonce and stuff are at the halftime shows or whatever are doing satanic rituals mm-hmm. um i think alex jones also believes michelle obama's a man and so a lot of the Oh, that he's Michael Obama, and then and, and also the gay frog stuff, which I mentioned just because uh, Alex Jones dressed as a gay frog for his Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like Robert Mueller is the, a the Michelle Obama demon. one is definitely one of those like weird like what does this even like do? Why? Yeah, why? Like <laughs> I think I think it's an avenue of attack because like they, they always like to have it at least like I can understand like an attack, but like to make it into a conspiracy is just such a bizarre thing to do. He's not only gonna bring in the age of of hell, but he's also gonna marry a man. Yeah, who's gonna pretend I think, I think to be a just, woman? They always like to have something to bring up whenever uh, like a name is brought up. Like now for, with. A little before, and whenever she gets brought up, now it's all about Pocahontas and how she lied about she's a Native American. They always have to have a meme that's this is the person that did that thing. And Michelle Obama, she's the real man of the family. Obama's uh, beta cuck. Well, I think Michelle- that's the thing. The Michelle Obama stuff, like it, it hits so many different bullets because it's like, hey, you can like have gay panic and be kind of like transphobic, and like you could put a whole lot of bigotry into and one not remark like about strong women. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like you could be a misogynist, a transphobe, and a homophobe, homophobe all yeah. at the same time. And yeah. and it's also one of those things that how it's like it. This is an old school like uh, othering strategy, like mentally, where you're like, my enemy is both in, incomprehensibly strong, but also a weak cuck. Like mm-hmm. you know, like the the Germans with the Jews in in the 30s were like the Jews yeah. control everything. They're they're the you know they're running the whole world. They're the puppet masters, but they're also stupid and weak and can't do anything. Yeah, or you see that you see that even with the Trump talking about the the immigrant caravan that it's a yeah. bunch of people with diseases coming here, but also a lot of really strong young men that are going to yeah. take us over. Yeah. And and so with with the Obama stuff, it's always it was always funny to me because not only is he literally fueled by Satan, 
mm-hmm. here to lead a like military coup against the government, but he's also a beta cuck who doesn't have any power. <laughs> he's weak. Yeah. He's a weak man who can't stand up to anyone, any country, and his wife's actually the, the only man in his life. <laughs> like, how do you hold those two views together? Yeah. I don't know. So I have a question about QAnon that I'm sure I know the answer to, but... So they come out and they say, like, there's someone on the inside who knows all this stuff, whatever. Has there been any even hint of any sort of, like, here's how you know that I'm credible? Like, is there anything other than they just say, like, I'm in the FBI or whatever they say? It's just what I mentioned about when he's like, oh... Uh, Trump's gonna say this uh, tonight. Yeah, it's like ancient prophecy stuff. But like, like that's it. But and, and a lot of times he doesn't even say, it. "Oh yeah, I should clarify uh, one important story." Where in June fifteenth, twenty eighteen, uh, Matthew Philip Wright of Henderson, Nevada, he was, he, uh, was arrested uh, for, for driving an armored vehicle holding an Air fifteen and handgun to the Hoover Dam and blocking traffic for ninety minutes. So what QAnon did was uh, he said there's gonna be. Uh, uh, OIG report from the Justice Department, and it's going to prove that uh, every d- Democrat is going to go to Guantanamo Bay, basically. Like they're they're all pedophiles. Like that's that's the point to prove it. Mm-hmm. It it didn't come true, and Q and I was like, oh, uh, that was the f- fake report. Uh, they have a secret report that only I read, uh, uh, and that one's the real report. And this guy uh, held up uh, f- f- this this bridge of uh, the Hoover Dam with f- f- a gun, saying, release the damn fucking real OIG report, you fucking terrorists, <laughs> pedophile bastards. And uh, of course, there's no fucking like. Even if there is a claim he makes, even if it's proven f- false that that night, they'll, he would just deny it, saying he will sprinkle misinformation in his fucking reports because it's necessary to keep people off his trail and shit like yeah. that. Like, it's it's all it's, it's what they call somebody, one of the analysts on the Wikipedia article said it's a completely closed theory. Like you 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 shut off any possibility that could be negated completely. Like, now it's it could be uh, per, uh, perpetually cycling. Like, yeah, it you, always can, you can rationalize, rationalize away any doubts by, like, just going deeper. If part of it is that I'm going to lie to you sometimes, you've immediately gotten rid of any type of, like, hey, this is wrong information. Yeah, it's yes. like a movie where you're like, is the, are they dreaming or this, or is it real? And they're like, sometimes you'll be dreaming, sometimes it won't be. So you're like, whatever. So you <laughs> like, think he's just some, some douchebag that's just pretending? Yeah, I I am nine percent sure it's like from some, a bunch of twelve year olds every, every like uh, randomly they're like I feel like uh, I'm bored this Friday night. I, I like, feel oh, like twelve year old is being generous. It's definitely thirty year old like incel men. <laughs> it's Jacob Wall and his mom. Exactly. I, there's probably some thirty year old men, but there's probably I, I I hope there's at least like one twelve year old fucking. Is it even there's one twelve year old? I hope there's like this twelve year old kid just fucking with all these boomers with their brains rotting away. <laughs> my, I hope. My so. question is like I don't remember exactly. On 4chan, since you can just put in any name that you're posting yes. by, anyone could just be Q, right? Or is there an ID yes. that identifies it? And that's why it's, that's why it's a fucking funny thing, because, like, uh, 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 supposedly according to some of the articles I read, this is more of a boomer thing than, like, an alt-right... Uh, I can't know, like, imagine there's a lot of baby boomers on 4chan. <laughs> no, but, like, they, have to say that. That. No, boomers buy into QAnon conspiracy. Yeah, that, that, like, if you search in the hashtag so on, get... on Twitter, on Twitter, if you search in hashtag QAnon, you will find what all the QAnon, like, bots are talking about. Someone will say stuff on 4chan, and now, like, it just takes off, and now other people are saying they're QAnon, or, like... That information just makes its way to Facebook and Twitter. Yes, it makes, okay. it makes it Facebook and Twitter, and that's one of the reasons why it's more of a boomer thing, because the alt right, like an expensive crowd, they're uh, internet savvy enough to know that 4chan. I think people were. Ch- did you say Nick Spencer or Richard Spencer? Which one's which? I forget which one. Richard Spencer's the Nazi. Nick yeah. Spencer's writing Spider-Man right now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> They're actually the same person. QAnon told me. Uh, Richard Spencer, like that that crowd. You know the the young. White and the guys who are Charlottesville saying you'll not replace those fucking yeah, white yeah, yeah. angry white boys. Those guys are usually internet savvy enough to know like 4chan. People go on 4chan and say I'm Taylor Swift, ask me anything, and like, they have nothing to back it up. But like uh, boomers are like this internet's a mysterious entity, and they believe everything they Facebook shows on the Facebook feeds. So they're very yep. susceptible to this more so than younger people who are internet savvy enough to know. Uh, that nothing, not everything on the internet is fucking real at all. Yeah, like I said, if you tap, type in hashtag QAnon into the Twitter search, you will find a bunch of people taking pictures of themselves and being like, do you see me, Q? And they're like standing there with their children. They're like, it's real. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, 
that is Q. Uh, it's the thing poisoning your dad's brain, probably at this point in history. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and that's what I have to say about that. So as you guys can usually tell, most of the like internet stuff and the internet communities, I don't really care too much about. But it's getting harder and harder to not care about these dumb conspiracies because people are getting so radicalized by it Mm -hmm. that like, and it's one thing, like I always talk about like some of my students that I have that are just like, no, but like George Soros is a Nazi and like what all these things, but like, or like when we talk about our family's memes and stuff, but lately we've seen a big rise in like attempted violence or, you know, actual violence Mm -hmm. from like pretty far right guys. Like we saw like the Pittsburgh shooting and like lots of, you know, lots of horrible, horrible things. But the one that I wanted to kind of spotlight just a little bit is who's the guy who mailed all those bombs to everybody. And I know most people know all about it already, so I'm not going to go too detailed, but I just want to talk about how the conspiracy theories kind of led to him. And then also how the, those people that peddle those conspiracy theories are like trying to cover it up, I guess. So he was a staunch Trump supporter. There's pictures of him with MAGA hats holding up President Trump signs. You guys probably saw his van Mm -hmm. that had lots of stickers about how Trump is the best and like CNN sucks and like Hillary under like a rifle scope. And the only thing that he said bad about Trump was that he didn't like that Trump was surrounded by so many, he used slurs, but Jewish people we have to get rid of them first. But like this, these conspiracies are so pushed that he was like anti-Trump for this reason that I was at a debate for my congressman just a few days ago on Monday. And he said like when it, when this guy Your came congressman. up, and, what did I say? No, you just what said I, he said it sounded oh, yeah. like you're still yeah. talking about the bomber. Oh, yeah. So my co- yeah, yeah, he came. He was debating the merits. <laughs> yeah, he's like, McDonald's. can I debate yeah. your congressman? <laughs> yeah. So the congressman, when, when this came up, my congressman was like, well, you know, he hated Trump because he was surrounded by Jews. He wasn't a Trump supporter. So, you know, these liberals keep saying he's a Trump supporter. I don't know why. Like, okay. He was wearing the Trump paraphernalia. <laughs> just because yeah. you dislike one aspect doesn't mean you, like, you're not a supporter. Well, in my congressman's defense, he's never said anything bad about the president or disagreed with him on anything. So relatively, this guy is not a Trump supporter. <laughs> there, there, is a, there was an image floating around the internet. Uh, it's every single mass shooter. And apparently all of them have like some tie to Jewish people. Like one of them had a, a Jewish mom that he hated and never saw. He's like, fucking hate my Jewish mom. And like people were like, clearly they had problems with Jews. But they use this as a sign, like, this is a proof that Jews are killing everyone. It's not Oh, my God. <laughs> so one of the big uh, conspiracy theories about this guy that I keep seeing is that he was a Democrat and not a Republican. Sure. And uh, first up, he was a registered Republican. He registered uh, in on March 4th of 2016. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he really loved Trump. But there's this website that they keep posting that it's mylife.com which is gathered from a variety of public records and it says that he was a member of the democratic party the only problem is that this page is much like wikipedia and anyone can edit it (laughs) to say that so for example this page over the since the bombing has been uh he not only was listed as a member of the democratic party but he was also a lunatic leftist a dnc false flag patsy a scientologist a green card whisperer a paid actor uh, he was his career was labeled as a Soros dick massager. <laughs> cool. Uh, he was a he attended Parkland High School. He was Jewish, a Scientologist, a Republican, a Democrat, a bootlicker, a classic uh, deplorable, and a terrorist. I like, of course, the he has to be a Jew in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but if you actually look up his voter information, no, he is not a Democrat. <laughs> you know, I noticed um, going back to the Alex Jones stuff because of the CIA's dark history. They they like to say that everything that goes every time there's like a mass shooting or something like that mm-hmm. or this bomb threat that the CIA grabs someone basically drugs them so much that they become like deranged like the when he shot up the Dark Knight was that him? I forget. I, I, think so. I don't yeah. remember. Let's not say their names. I fucking hate these. Yeah. So the, the, the guy who shot up the Dark Knight shooter. Yeah. The guy who shot up the Dark Knight movie theater. They were, because he was on meds and stuff. They were like, yeah, the CIA because he was in like he did have his PhD or something. So they were like he was really smart. The CIA grabbed him and then, like, broke his brain with something mm-hmm. and then, like, used him to uh, start gun control measures by having him do the shooting. So I saw people saying with him, he registered in 2016 so that when he mailed these bombs this year, they could be they could blame Republicans 
that it was like oh. the CIA, even though the CIA is mostly Republicans. Well, keep in mind, the same people, the same type of people believe that Obama, like the Kenyan government, was so forth, so forth thinking that they planted Obama as an American citizen so they could have a president. I, I do love that. Like, 60 years ago, yeah. they're like, yeah. here we go. You will be president like, one day and lead America like, to ruin. Like, they, they have a superhuman, otherworldly idea of how people plan ahead. Like, even, like, the CIA, like, we talked about MK Ultra and stuff like that in one of our yeah. previous episodes. But even that, that was considered a failure. Like, Mm-hmm. Uh, like or we, was it? We think it was a failure, but maybe <laughs> they succeeded and we didn't know. W- would they tell us if it was a success? Like, but, but yeah, but like, uh, they, the CIA did do fucked up stuff, but like, there's still a bunch of uh, guys. Goofy, they're just a bunch, a bunch of guys, a bunch of goofy idiot human beings that's trying to do a bunch of yeah. Fucked up stuff. And that's it's like what I said before. It's like yeah, like the Kenyan government not only like thought this guy was gonna be president, but like had the a power to actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, you'll be president one day, and what you'll do is you'll. You'll bail out the banks and you'll pass some milk toast reforms. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> our that's, plan. The I'm thing that American. baffles me about like holding those two thoughts is that the CIA is powerful enough to make a Kenyan president, but then couldn't stop Trump. Like, yeah. if they no, were they're, that they're powerful... Working with Trump, they're working with Trump. Pro- no, actually not. They're the deep state. <laughs> yeah, they're the deep state. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, the FBI is deep state. The CIA is, has good... I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because the FBI, uh, supposedly, at least before the election, the FBI was pro-Trump. And CIA was mm-hmm. pro Hillary, mm-hmm. which is what, which I heard is why Comey wanted to come out with the uh, email stuff because people uh, the, uh, people at the FBI thought like she was getting away with a cr- crime by uh, not getting any punishment whatsoever for the email yeah. stuff. Yeah, and Comey Comey said that the reason why he did that because he was so sure Hillary was going to win, and he didn't want then people to be like, well, why didn't you say more things? And then he Trump literally just shit on them so much that they're like, I guess fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to fucking do our jobs, and he's like. They're secretly trying to overthrow Witch me. Hunt. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. So the only other thing that I want to point out about the bombing stuff is that the guy was he, he. If you look at his Twitter account, he was he very frequently like followed a lot of the same Trump rhetoric and said a lot of the same horrible things. And one of the reasons why they caught him is because he misspelled Hillary's name on the bomb with just one L, and he also did that on Twitter a lot. And also they found fingerprints, and that he has a history of making threats against politicians and stuff before. Mm -hmm. One of the things I just want to spotlight real quick is just some of the things when people, because a lot of people on the right, like I saw this at the same debate where uh, my congressman was just like, yeah, you know, you say it's Trump doing this rhetoric, but no, it's, it's everybody. It's it's, you know, it's just partisan. It, I, I can't believe you would blame Trump for something like this. But here are, like, some of the things that he's he's said about people. So everyone knows he calls the press the enemy of the people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he said that Obama was, you know, tapping his phones and he, he tried to swing the whole election, that it's worse than Watergate. And then, like, so John Brennan, the former CIA director, one of the other guys that got a bomb... Trump tweeted, has anyone looked at the mistakes that John Brennan made while serving as CIA director? He will go down as easily the worst in history. And since getting out, he's become nothing less than a loudmouth partisan political hack who can't be trusted with the secrets to our country. And by saying, like, you can't be trusted with these secrets, that's saying, like, that's this person is a threat to our security. Then, like, Maxine Waters, Trump said, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, an extraordinarily low IQ person, has become, together with Nancy Pelosi, the face of the Democratic Party. She has just called for harm to supporters, of which there are many of the Make America Great Again movement. Be careful what you wish for, Max. Trump also said, Trump also calls uh, every black person he doesn't like uh, low low IQ. IQ. Yeah. He called about Omarosa, whatever her name is. Yeah. It's not even like, he doesn't say about white people, he says about black people. They're low IQ. Because he's a racist. Yeah. Then Eric Holder. Trump said he better be careful what he's wishing for. That I can tell you. He better be careful what he's wishing for. These are straight up threats. And yeah. uh, and then there was also like the he when Joe Biden got one and when Trump and Joe Biden were gonna like fight. Remember when they were gonna like fight each other? Well, <laughs> well he also called uh press the enemy of the people and even after people like Foxness says, Don't do that and he's like, I have to, there's enemy of the people, like come on, what do you want me to do? Uh, sorry to counter slide, but he I did find that Robert De Niro, Trump did say he was very low IQ. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was going to say, I, I think he called actually a lot of people dumb, stupid, idiot, or low IQ, especially it was right around uh, the 2016 Republican primary. He does it more common for black people, for sure. It was it was after the primaries when he started doing it more for black people. It's, it's yeah. such a fucking needless, fucking childish amplifier. Oh, this person's bad because it's not just he's bad. He has to be dumb and no IQ. 
Yeah. Unlike me, Mr. High IQ. Yeah, yeah best brain me, big can brain. remember everything. <laughs> me, big brain, you, little brain. Yeah, me but, good. But yeah he called big. the press enemy of the people. And he also told people, like his fans, like, punch... Yeah, he'll cover the legal costs if they punch people. But the reason why I just wanted to spotlight some of these tweets and statements, like, some of them were made on Fox and Friends, some of them were made on Twitter, some of them in speeches, is that, like, Trump has explicitly said, be careful what you wish for, or, like, you know, you call harm on us, you better watch out. Mm-hmm. Those are direct threats. And when you have these assholes who think that they're all conspiracy theories and these people really are the enemies of the people, that's mm-hmm. why they turn to violence. Because Trump is saying, I'll cover your legal costs, and, like, these people are literally trying to destroy America. It's not like when, it's not when you have, like, when you're going against somebody and you're like, I would be the better choice, or they're trying to take away your health care. He says, like, these are evil people that are trying to destroy the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and these yeah. are, and the, the person who the bombers sent bombs to, they were people, like, Trump went after a lot, like Maxine Waters. Robert like, De Niro! Yeah, Robert he De Niro. sent a bomb, too. Like, it wasn't, like, CNN. Like, it wasn't, like, fucking, like, Bernie Sanders, like, that people Trump rarely references. It was yeah. fucking the people he always talks about. Yeah. And it's just, it's very clear. People, anyone that says Trump's rhetoric doesn't cause these things is a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to argue that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm arguing you. <laughs> I'm not saying you guys. I'm just saying, like, in general. I'm just yeah. very frustrated. Yeah, which is understandable. And one of the, one of the biggest people that, one of the most high-profile people that, we hear talked about a lot, but don't necessarily like actually know a whole lot about is one of the guys that got one of, or well, the first bomb that was sent that got caught was for the democratic backer and funder George Soros. So mm-hmm. Daryl, you want to tell me more about this guy? Yeah. I, I think t- he's the one who's funding the migrant caravan, right? That's coming. To yes. yes. Take over. Him and Beto O'Rourke are the two big ones. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. That's what Ted Cruz is saying. He got he all said, that money. You that know. he's funding the caravan? So what happened was, apparently, from what I've read, uh, there was a sick family in Honduras and Beto sent them a blanket. And <laughs> Cruz is saying that's him funding. <laughs> he's funding the whole caravan now. Oh my god. So dumb. It's so dumb. All right. So this can be a bit tricky to talk about since the most interesting bits to discuss about George Soros are those that probably most closely align with conspiracy theories. And that's like it's fun to talk about also potentially dangerous because it overlooks all the other like mundanity about Soros and his organizations. Plus, when you look at these events in isolation, as in not comparing them to what other billionaires are doing with their money, it can definitely seem like Soros has like a huge pull and influence across the world. And by Soros, I also, I mean, Open Society Foundations, which uses his money to carry out his will. So it's kind of him, too. But I'll get into that in a bit. To start off, we're going to go back to 1930, where Soros was born in Budapest, Hungary. And when he was 13 years old is when Nazi Germany occupied Hungary. And he was banned from going to school and had to report to the Judenrat, or Judenrat, the Jewish council set up by the Germans. And Soros talks about this time. He says, The Jewish council asked the little kids to hand out the deportation notices. I was told to go to the Jewish council, and there I was given these small slips of paper. I took this piece of paper to my father. He instantly recognized it. This was a list of Hungarian Jewish lawyers. He said, You deliver the slips of paper and tell the people that if they report, that if they report, they will be deported. I'm not sure to what extent he knew that they were going to be gassed. I did what my father said. There was one man I shall not forget. I took it to him and told him what my father had said. He said, tell your father that I am a law-abiding citizen, that I've always been law-abiding, and that I'm not going to start breaking the law now. And that stayed with me forever. Sounds like he is a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, so that's the, the thing that the right always references, that uh, he's a... For Nazis yeah, which is after he did that, from the wiki article I was reading, is that he never... Help, like handed out those slips again like he stopped doing that after that day and that's this is why I wish like I could get like a biography or something and read more deeply into it because there there's definitely some interesting parts about his life but I have to take like a lot of this based on like oh this is in this part of the biography mm-hmm. so Soros uh, ended up adopting a Christian alias during that time and acted as a godson to a government official that was also hiding away his Jewish wife during this time, Soros's father also saved another, uh, a number of other Hungarian Jews, and Soros keenly describes this as the happiest years of his life, as he was able to witness his father's heroism in saving these people. Which I think plays into more that he probably wasn't like, no, like curses, you're like foiling my plans, father. <laughs> yeah. 
You're saving yeah. the Jews, what the fuck? In 1947, after the war, Soros immigrated to England and became a student at the London School of Economics, earning a Master of Science in Philosophy in 1954. Is this when co- a fancy college brainwashed him to be a liberal it, elite? It actually, he did study under... Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> it was Karl Popper, and he taught about the general theory of reflexivity, which actually played a big role in Soros' life later on, like his, his, his mode of thinking. But from there, this is where, like, my eyes were glazing over as I was reading this. He worked, <laughs> he worked at a merchant bank in London, and then he became an arbitrage trader in New York. And then he went to an investment firm where he worked as an analyst of European securities. And then he became a vice president of an investment bank for 10 years where he set up two hedge funds, the most prominent being the Quantum Fund, which is the one that he's most known for. Yeah, he's, so he's made most of his money through, like, financial world, right, and banking. That's yes, where, yeah, yeah. primarily like arbitrage stuff, like um, working with uh, trading currencies and selling oh, yeah. something in one currency. Is that why he's like the, like when you're for the anti Semites, he's like the boogeyman because he's like this old Jewish man who made all his money through banking? Not just that. In oh, 1992, boy. he gained notoriety from short-selling 10 billion in British pounds before the UK withdrew from the European exchange rate mechanism, which netted him over a billion dollars, and the UK Treasury ended up losing 3.4 billion dollars. Yeah, so short-selling is when you're betting that something is going to go down. Yep. So yeah. what you do is you buy someone else's stock in it or something, and then you once the thing drops, you pay them back at the new price of lower than it was when you got it. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah. It's it's always a risky thing, and it often makes people be like, "Fuck you!" Because how did you know it was going to go down? Yeah, it's better it's better against uh, the British uh, yeah. currency. So like, that's one thing I find funny. One of the few things I didn't know is people are like, "You you're calling fucking Soros, uh, a fucking Soros of all people, a socialist like mastermind?" Mm-hmm. When he's like, he's from like his his like business dealings, he's very clearly a capitalist. Like he bet against a currency just so he can make extra money. Yeah, and there are two other instances where governments got mad at him. Uh, like when the Prime Minister of Malaysia blamed the 1997 financial crisis in Asia on his currency manipulation, saying that he wanted this to happen because Malaysia let, I think, Myanmar join some council. And then uh, there was a later one when the French Stock Exchange Regulatory Authority accused him of insider trading with one other company they ended up buying. Man, imagine being so rich that a depression is blamed on you. Yeah. Whether he country, did it or not. Like a country. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that's the extent of, like, his personal history dealing with this stuff. But the really big thing Soros is known for is – or his personal history within the market. But the really big thing that Soros is known for is his philanthropic work. Since 1979, he's contributed greatly to a lot of Eastern European countries, eventually creating – and later eventually creating and funding the Open Society Foundations in 1993. Uh, the Open Society Foundations is the second largest philanthropic foundation in the world, ahead of Ford and Hewlett Foundation, but behind Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which they're like annually, or at least in 2009, they spent like $3 billion on helping out other people, whereas um, Open Society Foundation spent $683 million. The initial goal of the organization is to promote democracy and help countries move away from communism. So that's what he was doing when he like started investing in Eastern Europe is that he was trying to to bring them over to being open democracies. What a oh, yeah, yeah. what a communist he is <laughs> funding these radical leftists. Yeah, uh, this 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 guy who uh, this business this business banker uh, who was trying to go over mostly focus on overseas and politics to stop communism. What a communist mastermind. <laughs> yeah. See, did he live in Hungary? Yes, when he was older. That, that no, that's when he, that's where he was born. He was born in Hungary, and then he moved out to England when he was okay older. Got it. And the company, the Open Society Foundations, has spent in excess of eleven billion since its founding, helping to build schools, defend human rights, provide incentives for developing countries, pro- promoting various types of reform. Uh, you name it. They're this was something where I was looking at the website and I was trying to find like a breakdown of everything. It was very difficult to find out precisely where the money goes or what it does other than like he built like universities in his name. He was spending money to keep Russia scientists in Russia and he, he was trying to do like a lot of reform in a lot of different places. 
The Reach, the Open Society Foundation's reach is broad and manifold, having branches in 37 different countries, as well as pissing off a lot of different governments. Like there is angry statements from Israel, Russia, Romania, Macedonia, Hungary, Poland, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Iceland, Belarus, Turkey, and a whole bunch of other ones. That's a lot. Yeah. I And, and from like doing this research, it was like... Like, I, I saw a bunch of, like, graffiti or news articles. Because when I was first researching this, the first news article I got was from Al Jazeera about how Hungary is mad at Soros. And I was like, wait, they're mad at him too? And it's because, like, he's been a big um, influencer overseas. Mm. And that was one of the things that I never knew. And then that also plays into why, like... That he's he's a mastermind because he has his hands in everything. Yeah. yeah, and he's like but, a globalist or whatever. Yeah, but yes. the funny thing is, like, yeah. they actually have a just cause to dislike him because this is like American overseas America coming and fucking with their politics. He's not American. He might be an American citizen now. I know. I think he lives in New York City. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think so. But um, still, it's a, it's a foreign guy coming in fucking up your politics, and he's so rich he can do it. He's like so much and powerful he can do whatever he wants to your fucking economy. Yeah, and uh, there's there's this really excellent and really long article on uh, written by the New Republic in 1994 about Soros, and it's a writer that just takes a. Uh, a trip with him as he goes around meeting princes of countries that are like please like please give us more money and it it was such an interesting view into him and it like it kind of blew me away i don't know if it's just because it was a like a profile yeah it was a profile piece and it it painted soros in a very interesting way because he's not philanthropic like he doesn't want to be a saint he doesn't want to rescue people he basically had a midlife crisis in 1981 where what he decided to do is turn his actions towards the market and how he makes money and put it into people instead and see so if he, he like can... a shitty iron man yes <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's like extremely egocentric that was one of the things that kept coming up over and over so he again he is it's... a shitty iron man <laughs> yeah he's really egocentric and he said even when he was younger he had a messianic like opinion of himself that he was here to save people must suck that everyone's like you're the Satan. <laughs> like, well, he, he said that he read like he's happy with the enemies that he's made. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess if the alt right hates you, you're like okay, I did a good thing. Yeah, and th- that that piece was just like really interesting. That it took him just like he was hopping around, and he was looking at all the institutions that he helped made, and like all the um, he was listening to the, to the pleas and requests from like just a bunch of like poor people there was one place they arrived in where like a bunch of people were like asking for money so does does he pay protesters so actors no but that that's the thing is the open society foundations has so much money that you can see it's like why wouldn't they just like give a little bit of money to protesters and, and yeah w- would they if they have 11 billion dollars they're donating or whatever yeah like, how do you know if they're not using receipts how do you know if they have that much money yeah, how do you know that they're you know not and they also like, give money for after like Trayvon Martin was shot, they gave some money to whatever foundation was helping like his family and stuff like that. This is from the the New Republic piece that I was talking about earlier. I had to save and read this paragraph out loud. And remember, this was written in 1994. As several publications have put Soros's worth at just shy of one billion, one can't help but wonder if the tank if the tank is running dry. Actually, I'm not spending as much as I would like to, he said. Oh, how much is that, I asked. One half my income, he said, advancing slightly the theory that there are two kinds of famous rich people in the world. Those, like Donald Trump, who have much less than is commonly supposed, and those like Soros, (laughs) who have much more. (laughs) I wonder if that's why Trump hates him so much. Because anytime anyone writes an article where they're like, fuck you, he hates them forever. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned this at the very beginning that, like, in a bubble, it seems like he spends, like, an inordinate amount of money. But mm-hmm. does his spending, is it that much more than, like, the Koch brothers or Sheldon Adelson? So I was looking up some of this stuff because it, it's always hard to, like, get exact estimates on what people spend in places. But net worth-wise, Soros is the 190th rich person in the world. Oh. And the Koch brothers are not eight and nine, respectively. Okay. <laughs> So that was another so thing that was like we weird. Could say is you logically, just, you imagine Soros being like more, this yeah. like giant creature that just keeps getting money and like spreading it out all across the world. But it's like these people could do this too if they spent their money <laughs> doing it. Yeah. So 
even though it's hard to tell because like with Citizens United and everything and like all sorts of other shady, mm-hmm. you know, super PACs and everything, it's hard to tell. But we could say with some sincerity that there's probably just as many, if not more, shady puppet master people on like above so Soros. What I also did is I looked at OpenSecrets.org, which tells you who contributed to super PACs the most, like liberal or Republican. Because I was also looking at the Soros stuff. It's like, does he have a lot of his hands dealing in this? And it's like, no, he's he's in the top ten. Like he donated in 2016, he donated uh, 20 million to liberal causes. But I mean, at number two is Sheldon Adelson, who donated seventy-seven million. And number one is Thomas Steyer, who's a liberal, who donated eighty-nine million. Uh, Thomas Steyer also got one of the bombs. Oh yeah, did I, he? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. you know, they they were sent to him. When I say got one of the bombs, I don't mean like they actually like got to him. But he was one of the people that yeah. received the bombs. Yeah. But, but yeah, so the Thomas Steyer and. Um, Soros are both like, oh, they're the little masterminds. And it, it goes back to the idea of projection because we have the Cokes and we have the Shell Andersons on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by focusing all entirely on the Soros and the other guy, uh, they're like, oh, you see, they're the liberals are the ones putting money into politics. They're the corrupt ones. What was that? Uh, you, said you mentioned you were looking for websites and you saw one where they had whole articles on... It was a right-wing website had articles on Soros, but almost nothing on the Cokes and nothing, and literally nothing on Chile. Yeah, it was like one of the wiki articles where it was about uh, money and politics, and that's where I found like them talking about the open, yeah, the Open Society Foundations, like all of the contributions. And they're saying like what left-leaning cl- causes they help to promote, and then I was like, oh, this is interesting, but they're, like they're really hitting on they're like they're trying to push a left idea or leftism and like extreme leftists. Uh, support them and so I looked up it's like okay what is Charles Koch I typed it in and he had like four links on his page no body of text or anything it's just like a Cato Institute link and I clicked on Cato Institute and it's like oh libertarian think tank and then that's it cool (laughs) and so then the conversation becomes we're the ones putting money in politics and they're they're like we're the ones the masterminds and the Republicans are the populist uh, heroes trying to save everyone which if if you look at like the open secrets, like the people that donate to the super PACs, and you just look at 2016, it's there's millionaires on both sides always throwing money at super PACs. Yeah, like yeah. it is not in any way like one side's doing it more than the other. It's definitely like, although there's a lot of smaller conservatives that are donating. Yeah, there's a lot of individual rich conservatives. I will also say that it the parties. It's so clear, like, the parties have been, the Democrats have run, not all of them, not enough, but a lot of them have run on overturning Citizens United, and I see a lot of Democrats, like Beto O'Rourke, Kirsten Gillibrand, Cory Booker, saying, we don't want to take PAC PAC money anymore, we're not going to take any more, like, secret corporate money, but I don't see a single fucking Republican doing that. Yeah. Did you see uh, Lisa Murkowski, what was that, was she the uh, deciding Lisa Murkowski's Alaska. Who was the Susan vote? Collins is the Susan one who, Collins. who voted Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah so the voted Kavanaugh uh, thing. Uh, her, a bunch of people were like, we're going to run uh, a GoFundMe, and if you vote against Kavanaugh, we'll give you the money. If you don't vote mm-hmm. against Kavanaugh, we'll give it to your opponent. And now they, uh, it might go to court uh, saying, oh, this is a corruption. So like Kavanaugh will get to vote on that and be like, <laughs> yeah. when, 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 when regular people get, give money to so in Collins, it's bad, but when corporations give it to her, it's good. Mm-hmm. And that'll be our state of our country. Cool. So hope everyone voted yesterday, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I have I have one more story. One more thing that while I was investigating, I discovered something that surprised me. I was like, I like I wish I knew more about this. I wish more people were talking about this. Do you Did know you who, find a new fetish? Do you know who Bernard Marcus is? Or Bernard yeah. Marcus? He is the oh, co-founder of Home Depot. And he is a Republican. I think he's also a Jew. And he donated in 2016. He donated 11 point like four million dollars to Republicans. And it's like, okay, that that makes sense. But he donated three hundred dollars to a liberal super PAC. And my question is, <laughs> why did he do this? <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's very obvious. That's always that was the main old mentality. And it's just popular now, but you always give to uh, both parties to have some say in either party. Like, but three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars is like, yeah, that's like, oh great, you bought dinner for the staff. <laughs> yeah. like, but but that, that 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 like even like think about it, like if you buy different staff, you'd be like, 
that affects how they perceive, like how that company perceive uh, him in the future. It's just like, th- so, it's such a paltry amount compared to eleven million to Republicans. Yeah, because I've seen go, in the past. Google, Google saying... makes a huge difference, especially in politics. Just no, like... I, I think I, I do see where Sly is coming from because it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about the like just enough plausible deniability where they could say we give money to both candidates, you know, both sides, and even though yeah. it's eleven million versus three hundred dollars. I guarantee that there's some fucking assholes that are like, you know, you liberals are always like, look at this, but, look at this, but look, this company gives money to both, and you still think they're okay, assholes. But you say this, but like throughout the rest of this list, there's only two other people that donate to both sides, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, more okay. than three hundred dollars. Like that's it's tens of thousands. That's why I say it's the old mentality. It's dying out, and it's been dying with every election since. And he, now he also did this in 2014, and he did this in 2018. Except 2018 uh, was a thousand dollars. Does it say? Does it say the liberal Ooh. group? What, 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 they, what, what are they? Exactly? No, it just says it, it just splits it up by what conservative packs they donate to. And like if it goes to conservatives and if it goes to liberals. So you get to see zero dollars they gave to liberals and then all this money to conservatives. Yeah, you, you have to keep in mind, you, like the reason why like uh, Nancy Pelosi and um, like why, why Barack Obama was so friendly with Mr. McConnell is because they go like out to dinner, they go golfing. My question is then why did he give $300 directly to Nancy Pelosi or buy her dinner? He gave it to, to a pack. So what they ran like half an hour. But, like he, but, he, but like he's getting, he, like, that's probably a tactical Guys. move to give goodwill towards those people. That but then why probably, don't more people do that? Because it's, it's, I think it's because they're, uh, they're becoming more and more politicized. Like wouldn't like, that help to LeBron, Vince McMahon uh, who didn't do that? <laughs> yeah, I think now it's mentality is I will not give them any circumstances. But in a lot of cases, people in the least still view themselves as, gen- like Bill Clinton and Trump were friends. Like for the longest time. Being an elite, you were generally on the same side. Like, uh, even if you were liberal or conservative. But now, recently, it's been shifting more and more where, uh, on principle alone, like, not even for practicality. Because practicality, it is beneficial to have liberals be, uh, be nice to liberals. Because then you have Nancy Pelosi vouching for your character later on and giving propaganda for your for your, for your cause. But uh, I'm, nowadays... I'm looking at now, how, how 2004 and 2006 break down, no one actually does it here. Like, there's no one doing it. Yeah, it's from the, it's from like Guys, the 80s. I am on to like... a. I'm on. I just want to know why. And my theory <laughs> is that it is a family, like at a family member, like get together. He has like a second cousin, and they're like, it would be nice if you donated to his super PAC, Marcus. <laughs> or it's his friend that he's like, fine, I'll give you. <laughs> but it's such a low amount or, when you're. Or they a make a bet. They're like, they're like, if you, if, you, if this team wins, you have to give my pack three. Oh yeah, actually, that's like, not that far. That, that oh, sounds very reasonable to me. <laughs> Three hundred dollars, like it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's enough to make people to mark yourself as an ally. And no, people, I don't think it is. If you're giving <laughs> eleven is, million dollars, right? Like I gave you three hundred dollars that you worked with, even if it's an okay, asshole. But would you I'm not a pack. I've given more than three hundred dollars to a fucking candidate. It's not just a pack. It's the people involved with that pack. Like they'll probably go to their little friends and be like, "Oh, you know, home people guy gave us his money." Like it, 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 <laughs> three hundred dollars for a pack. A three hundred dollars is an extremely negligible amount. It's not even just your pack. Like, you guys don't understand human nature at all. Like the people being nice to you makes you more acceptable than that. That is how people work. It's not about, about I you don't quantify oh this guy gave me so much money. You quantify good behavior like this guy was nice to me. Even if they're a millionaire. But, like, you... but like, if you if you if you need two hundred dollars for something and someone gives you two hundred dollars, that makes a difference in your perception of them. Like there's two people that did it in twenty eighteen and they contributed a hundred thousand to the other side. I, I eleven million dollars is a lot of money. That is a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I just try. I tried to have fun. <laughs> I think I think you guys underestimate how cozy the elites are of each other, and that is like like uh, like how much it is worth to be cozy with another elite, even if it's a, a token gesture. <laughs> no, but I would like totally be on your side if it was like like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like like local politicians get bought off for like uh, five hundred dollars. Like it's, people are very I cheap. I think you're exaggerating. He, is there a local politician with a super pack? <laughs> Like on local elections where people flip because oh, uh, there's money on one side and zero money on the other side. When there's money on one side and zero on the other, it makes a difference. But it's not zero on the other. It's eleven million on the <laughs> other. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, I <laughs> want to die. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> okay. So that's. I hope you guys learned about George Soros mastermind and QAnon also mastermind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all that whatever. So. Thank you guys for listening, and I really hope yesterday went okay. <laughs> but I know that if you, I was if gonna... it didn't, uh, is our last episode? Yeah, I... <laughs> probably. Yeah, this could be our last episode, and that's okay. 
I'm okay with it. But I wanted to plug the new Potstar episode because it was all about the midterms, but that's like about like a get out the vote effort, but that's kind of over. So I guess listen to Falling in Love Montage Hocus Pocus episode. Because, you know, maybe. A yeah, because little... if we lost, you need a little bit of love. Yeah, that's, that's the moral of Hocus Pocus. Everyone needs a little bit of love. Everyone needs a little bit of magic in their life. Yeah, because if everyone had a little bit of love, then there'd be no virgins to free the witches again. So, you know? There'd be no cool. incels. Sure. Yeah, good, we'd all good. be incels. You wrapped it around. You brought it back. <laughs> uh, wrap it around. Yeah, so check out that and all the other shows at the flyingmachine.network website. And also, it's November, so we have a new batch of patreon episodes out i did a response with them it wasn't just me with you guys about the supreme court episode so if you wanted if you missed me last episode and wanted to hear my take you should check that out that's at patreon.com slash flying machine so thank you all for listening to oops i talk politics i've had it coming i would sell my little values for 200 dollars <laughs> i've been a genius and the most powerful beta cuck in the world i've been an egomaniac <laughs> Oops, the end of the podcast. I give you the incredible flying machine. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I just want to stop right now. I'm too <laughs> depressed. <laughs> no, we got to keep going. We got some more stuff. You okay. want to stop here and do uh, Ryan yes. and Daryl? Yes. Let's do Ryan and Daryl after this. Let's do okay. them. We stop here? <laughs> yeah, okay.